live from Estopanol Inn. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast, powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Vamos Morados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. I am your host, Zach. I am here with my buddy, Benton. Benton, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Zach? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I, I could be doing better. I, I think we could. We've had some highs. We've had some lows. Uh, outside of soccer, I'm doing real great. Uh, in soccer, I think I'm a little depressed. Yeah, I would like a little bit more points. We'll get into that, though, but... Outside of soccer, we, we got we had a very disappointing loss in old man soccer. It's just been bad news all around. Can we talk about how crappy that PK call against me was? I had <laughs> I that was I got in front, I got in front of the defender cleanly. I got the ball. He took out my leg, and we got called a PK. Not to mention it was outside of the box. Even say, on top was, of that, it was outside the box. I was I was not happy about that, but we lost in by the more playoffs, than a goal. So, too. Yeah. Yeah, ref trying to make himself the center of attention. Yeah, it wasn't. It was not Luckily, good. Luckily, that didn't the very beginning with the of the game too. This week, terrible, terrible. All right, uh, but enough about my uh, me conceding penalties. Zach, what have you been into this week? Oh, oh I got a good one this week, Ben. We uh, we got it. We got a babysitter. We finally got to have the mommy daddy movie morning. Uh, we went to see Across the Spider Verse, the sequel to Into the Spider Verse. And it was the best. I loved it. I think, I mean, I'm like, it's, it's very fresh, but man, I think it's even better than the first one, which was one of my favorite movies of all time. So uh, just everything was good. It was funny. The emotional stuff was good. It's absolutely gorgeous. I cannot recommend a movie more than, than across the Spider-Verse. So I, I saw the first one, but it was like a long time after it came out. I heard how good it was, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. And I just never did. And then when I watch it, I'm like, it is a very good movie. So I'm really excited to see the uh, see the new one. I'm glad to hear yeah. it lives up to the hype. The first one is one of the best movie looking movies of all time. And this one looks better. <laughs> like, they, they, yeah, they really outdid themselves. So I'm very excited. The And uh, I mean... No spoilers, not going to get into specifics, but they did a very hard thing, which is they pulled off the Empire Strikes Back thing where the movie ends on a cliffhanger hanger leading, leading into the next movie, but it also, like, it still feels like a movie on its yeah. own. It doesn't just feel like a, a part one. Like, it actually, it has, like, kind of a satisfying end that's also a cliffhanger. It's very, it's yeah. very good. That is, that is hard to do now that I think it's about it. very hard I know to do. It's basically just the Empire Strikes Back that has succeeded in that. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any other uh, other examples where it's just like very just like clean transition. Yeah, I guess maybe uh, Two Towers to uh, Return of the King. I feel like Two Towers also is kind of like a like yeah. getting ready for the third movie type ending. Uh, but yeah, Ben, yes, Ben, what have you been into this week? So me and my buddy, we finally broke our Dota addiction. We uninstalled it, so we can't play it anymore. And don't start playing if you've never played that game. Um, and we've been looking worry, for a new game. <laughs> it's fun, man. I miss it. But um, so to fill in that void, we just da- um, downloaded and installed uh, Halo Infinite. 
going back to the good old days of playing just some online Halo multiplayer, just running around shooting stuff. And it's very much like what I remember, and it's a lot of fun. Playing on the um, on the computer, so mouse and keyboard's a little bit different setup for me. I'm bad at uh, it. See, I'm keyboard so all. I, I'm a, I'm controller all the way. Even when I play games on computer, I use controller. I have an Xbox controller, and I've done it before, but like it's been so long since I've played like a, a shooter like that on a controller. Like it just it just isn't good. So it's like really bad. I'm showing my age, but um, so I'm using the mouse and the keyboard. I'm getting used to it. I'm not good at the game, but you know what? It's fun. Unlike Dota, when you're bad at it, it things really suck. But even when you're bad yeah, at, at least Halo, in it's Halo, fun. no matter how bad you are, you can grab a big hammer or or a light sword and just run in and clobber people. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> get you get two kills, ten deaths, and you still feel like, oh man, I did good. <laughs> I had to do with the hammer real hard, and it felt good. Yeah, I, I, all right, I'm I'm gonna show my age a little bit. <laughs> I I have not I've not kept up, and all, all the Halo names run together that that don't have numbers. Is Halo Infinite new? No, it's like what, like a year or two old. So yeah, Halo Five, we're old. That's new. Yeah. Well, I mean, Halo Five came out like several years ago, like like mid cycle of the Xbox One or something like that. And then they came out Infinite, and it was just the multiplayer part, and that's free. But like, if you want like the like actual story mode, you have to like buy that. So it's like a free game technically, but they have like you know it's all microtransaction stuff for like skins and stuff like that. But but you can you can go with all that. Uh, without all that and just a free game and it's, it's a lot of fun the uh, menu interface on the game's like super weird but aside from that i don't have much, many other criticisms it's pretty much what i'd expect yeah it's a it's halo fun. game it's a you good like, old time you know jump you in the games on, are like you got a needler you hit some stuff with hammers and swords that yeah the, the, it's it's got get, the stuff you need for a halo game yeah they're like 10 15 minutes sort of games you know so you can play a few then pop off you know it's not like an hour commitment for one game like dodo was yeah. but uh that's like enough about halo and us. mario kart you know you know what you're getting oh yeah exactly all right no more uh no more super nerd stuff well i guess we'll do some nerdy stuff but let's let's transition oh, our to nerd stuff to soccer nerd stuff how about that <laughs> what the there people actually tuned in to listen about I don't know, man. I think people like our discussions about nerdy video games and donuts and whatnot up top. <laughs> we'll run a poll. We'll see what they say. I have been amazed. We just talk about, we have never gotten more feedback and interactions out of an episode of the show we posted that we have in the last week getting donut shop recommendations <laughs> and, and sweet shop recommendations. I, <laughs> I've gotten so many good tips Jordan is going to get so many good suggestions. I was going to say we have to make sure we get him to her because I know a lot of some of the discourse is on Twitter, and I don't know if she's on there or not. So we got to make yeah, sure I'm we gonna, get this, this list to her, clean it up. So I guess peek behind the curtain. I, I have been I've been getting little like trinkety gifts for our guests as a thank you this year, and uh, I'm planning on including a little card with Jordan's with a list of all of the suggestions people gave. A few oh, of which good. that were things I didn't even know about. Like I, I was not aware that that Blue Dog, Blue Dog, and Louisville Cream are doing like a a a, a combination item. I don't even know like what those two places two are. Oh yeah, they're they're pretty they're very good. Well, Blue Dog's a bakery and Louisville Cream is an ice cream shop, and apparently they're doing a collaboration right now between the two of them that is very very tasty. It's like a like a banana banana with little wafers thing ice cream yeah it looks very looks very tasty 
Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I saw the picture. Somebody posted that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then the other one I, that I feel like I should have known was uh, Nords. Because I actually I, went there I, once I shouldn't have brought up Nords at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then another one I forgot while we were recording was uh, Adrian and Company Bakery is very, very, very good. That's who did our wedding cake at our wedding. That's a, that's another great one that I should have mentioned. Man, I don't know that one either. I need to copy this list. When you're <laughs> yeah, they, they, they have like, I mean, it. It's a bakery. They also have like a little sandwich shop, and they they do lots of good good sweets. They they do they do cakes. <laughs> so you're good. All right, into the soccer goodness. So let's let's start things off with the racing game because racing played San Diego, zero zero draw at home. San Diego's having a good year this year. Had a very good year last year. Um, I thought it was an extremely defensive game. Um, Louisville kind of set back. They were not playing as aggressive of a highline press as they have been uh, this season, and and it paid off. I mean, they got a clean sheet against one of the better attacks in the league, um, but like didn't you know didn't score themselves. So one point at home, which is never what you want when you're in a playoff hunt. Uh, what did you, what did you think? How are you feeling about the draw overall? So going into this, I kind of pegged this in my mind is a big match, right? Because we're, I'd say we're the best of the rest. So um, who, who's that, tw- uh, that Twitter user does some of the visualizations, not Ariel. Um, anyway, they did one of the charts kind of showing the, the point standings mm. and there's a clear definitive group near the top and a clear definitive group in the bottom. And we were like the top of that bottom. Group. And I'm like, if we can get a win against the San Diego, that's how you pull yourself up into that upper group and into the playoff picture. So yeah. to me, this was a, this was an opportunity to do that. And it and was, just thinking it was how not m- a disappointment as much as a missed opportunity. Is that, that sort of your, your yeah. feel like, yeah, that, that's like, that's, uh, a, that's a great way of putting I think- it. A draw against San Diego, even though it's at home, that's like a good result. But a win would have really set them up good for the playoff hunt. Yeah. And it really just comes down to what are standards, right? Like, so a year or two ago when we haven't been very good, we'd probably be pretty happy with with one point against San Diego. I mean, they're top of the table right now. That'd be good. But we think we have the talent to be a playoff team and those we we got to start getting some some big wins like that and so yeah it does feel a little bit more like a, a missed opportunity what it could have been now what i will say is i felt like the team played with a lot of heart like they like it what it, it was not for a lack of effort like they they were really hustling and grinding out there so i was i was proud of what i saw out in the pitch and it was uh, exciting to get to see um tembi play I was going to say, Timby got the start, which is very, very encouraging. Um, I think the defense has been a bigger issue than the offense this year. I was looking at some nerd numbers and, and crunching some stuff. And uh, it does look like uh, like through this season, they, uh, they're they second in, in XG4, which is compared to years past. That's a huge jump. They're actually... Yeah, it is. Over the up until this game, in in the month prior, they were they were first. Now I will say that's two games against two of the worst teams in the league in that month. So, um, uh, but overall season as a total, they're second in XG four um, coming into this weekend, but they're second from the bottom in XG against. So, it's the offense has been very good, and the reason they've been sort of middle of the road is that the 
defense has been as bad as the offense has been good so far this season. And so really like just a, a modest improvement in the defense, I think goes a really long way for them with, with as good as the attack has been playing. So mm. while I'm disappointed to not score any goals, I'm, I'm more happy about not giving up any goals than I am disappointed about not scoring any goals. I think with the way this team has played, like the goals are going to come. They've shown that they have that in them, but really the, the thing that, that needs to get better is the defense. And so that's a, that's a, I think that's a positive takeaway for me is, is holding San Diego scoreless. Based off of the, uh, the XG against, which is a uh, 1.77. I, I would agree with that thought. It feels good not to have conceded one. I know you're not supposed to get too fixated on single, single game XG scores, but uh, I can't help but look at them, you know? Yeah. And I, I will say that's, that's more chances that would, than I would like to see the team giving up. Right. But, yeah. Right. Um, but it's a really good off. It's a really good team. So they are going to have like, they're going to get chances. You're not going to be able to completely shut down a team like San Diego. So to get to, to not give up any goals is good in its own. I will say, I, uh, uh, I think this might trigger you a little bit. Uh, the, San Diego didn't did keep some key players on the bench. So they didn't really see like full force San Diego. Um, the coach said some things about that. You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to relay what, what, what San Diego's excuse for not playing Alex Morgan was. Well, they had a, had a laundry list. This is a things. long list of stuff. It was like, yeah, it was and par- this, and that, paragraph. and this. <laughs> it was a paragraph quote, but what much of the fandom has latched onto is her uh, her dig at the uh, the field, which I guess, you know, in, in all fairness, they came after the, what, the Janet Jackson concert when the field I was do probably. Think it's, it could have been worded better, but it's not incorrect. So if she had said, the field was in bad shape the last time we were here and we wanted to be extra cautious with, with some players that already had a knock. I think that sounds better saying that the field has a known history for being in bad shape. Uh, I think has a different connotation, Yeah, which, that's which, just... which expands it further than that. Cause I think completely fair to say that the field was in rough shape after that concert. Cause Janet Jackson tore up our field and I'll never forgive her. But so, outside of that, it's been in, it's been a good field. <laughs> so that's I think that's a fair point. I probably saw it at its worst. But even at its worst, was it really that bad? Man, yeah, sure. We had some places. There were some replaced. pretty visible scene, seams where where the sod had been added. Um, I'd argue it's I, not I this like not hell sort escape where you just not play a player for it. My point of it is like why even mention that? You had a whole bunch of other excuses. Yeah, man. Just like, say why not the player. Just you know why. Got, some players have knocks and we're trying to be, you know, judicious with our minutes. Yeah. You don't got to bring up the field. Um, so what I thought was interesting, um, Jeff Milby did all the, uh, all the legwork on this one, but he, he looked into it on all the things that are leading up to our match. Oh boy, it's going to be a rough month for, for snapchat and stadium. <laughs> yeah. They had like, like the week before there's like 10 different events. It's like ridiculous. two Coldplay concerts. Yeah. Like Pink, it's having some sort of carnival there. There might be a monster truck rally. At. There was a there was a bunch of things he tweeted out, but basically the point is, is like, all right, guys, let's see how good your pitch is. Is Coldplay still popular enough to play two nights in a row at places? 
I mean, I think they're kind of one of those bands that like they're always like going to draw like a good crowd. You know, they're never going to like fall off like super hard. Right. I couldn't name you a single Coldplay song, but I'm sure there's plenty of people out there. That would I mean, I'll play, I'll play some yellow. I'm down. I'm down for some old Coldplay, but it's been it's been a little while. They did yeah, that. I was, um, I was surprised to see two nights of Coldplay on that on that list that Jeff put yeah. out. So anyway, um, you know we get we get defensive about things, particular our stadium and our and our pitch or whatnot. So that was not well received among our fan base. Our but, I mean, base getting defensive never. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in that camp too. It's like, why did you even say that? Like you just. It just just let it go. It was unnecessary. <laughs> I know. Whatever. Yeah. They uh they were. I'm, I'm hoping. Carry big sick. You don't need to be. You don't need to be constantly like. I know. Snapping I just, back at stuff. Just like all continue I'm, all to I'm going to say is I hope that that there's adverse consequences for them for, for by a point or two, like a point or two difference on like hosting a playoff game. You know, for for them not getting <laughs> a win. And I want them to think of us when that happens. Well, plus, I'm not. I'm not spiteful. I mean, like, I guess it. I guess people want transparency from people. You don't even have to give a reason when players don't play. Like, <laughs> I like the. Uh, I like the so, San Antonio San Antonio Spurs. Like, yeah, we didn't play Tim Duncan because we didn't feel like it. <laughs> I think it's a little different in the context of the NWSL, where where the players yeah, are much more stars than the teams themselves. So, like, you do kind of have to speak to it, especially when it's like, oh Alex yeah, it's Morgan, not like, like that the, in the NBA at all. Like the top of the top. What? I mean, it's. I think that they're even more reliant on their singular stars. Like these, yeah. like these NBA franchises, I think are are well more established. There's always going to be Laker fans, right? Like, well, but I don't but think I the do teams think, have that same. I mean, the reason I brought up the NBA is I think it's a very similar dynamic where it's like if a team is coming to town in the NBA, they advertise that game as like, um, you know, Giannis versus the home team. Like they, they, that's the draw to the game is the stars on the other team that you can come see play. And it's the same with like every single away game that San Diego plays the week leading up to that is like Alex Morgan and, and San Diego are coming to town. So I, I, I do think, that's why that's a question that gets asked. So yeah, no, yeah, I, there's there's definitely similarities, but I mean, anyway, it just didn't need to happen, and I didn't like the comment. We'll move on from that one. One thing I did want to comment on, and I want this to sound like too much like of a digger and negative, is as good as uh, as Tembi is. One area I'd really like to see her improve on is her passing, particularly in the final third. Now, granted, like I know she's just coming back from injury. This is like her most minutes, so like just like huge grain of salt, like this definitely could be part of the fact that she did get like an assist in a in the final third in like each of her first two games it's the first one didn't count as an assist because it got deflected or whatever but yeah anyway that's right i mean this is just an observation from at least this match in particular maybe it was just just an off off there or whatever but like there were there were several opportunities where she made some great runs and got into some great spots but then the pass is just like way off the mark and it just not seemingly near a player just kind of and i will say to share the blame i think there was also some cases where she made some great runs and the team did not get up there with her and give her a, um, give her a passing opportunity in the box yeah. where it needed to be. So that's that's another, like if you got somebody hoofing up the side like that, you need to make sure that someone gets up to give them a target in the, yeah. in the middle. And that, and that probably comes down to cohesion, right? Because I mean, relative to the rest of her team, her first start, probably, so. yeah, they've only had so many times with, so again, like this very much could be a product of the fact of like, this is her first, like, 
big shift. But yeah. that was just kind of one observation. I mean, she did everything else like phenomenally, but I'm like, man, if she could clamp that part of her game, like that might not have been a nil-nil game. Yes. And I, I did want to... I did want to shout out that is the most Florida state Jalen Howell that she has looked since she joined racing was, was, was that game Friday. She was an absolute beast in the midfield, <laughs> like playing physical and winning balls and, and stepping in. I, I think, I think the team has made some tactical and some personnel changes that have allowed her to play the style that she used to. I think specifically Ari and DeMello pairing with her in the midfield, I, th- I think has really given her opportunities to step up and take more chances and, and go after and win balls. I feel really bad because I forgot who posted it, but someone mentioned that like midfield murder machine is back officially, which uh, I would love a midfield murder machine t-shirt. If the, if the team wants to make one, I think we definitely need to get with the Legion, try to get a midfield murder machine. Uh, <laughs> Man, that's a good banner. Banner. Yeah. I like uh, it. But she looked very good in that game. There's probably something to it about her, her just kind of growing confidence, right? Like we're now in her second year. She's kind of got her legs under her as far as playing in the NWSL. You're a few matches into the second season. So, I mean, as much of a part of it could be tactically and her, and her playing off her peers and whatnot, but there's probably going to be a level of self-belief increasing as well. So like her and Demel, you got to think that they're still going to be growing and getting better. And and as often as I think about the cohesion of a lot of our new teammates, that's something that often kind of falls to the wayside in my head that there's still a lot of young players that are you're going to still see this gradual upwards improvement. Well, and still a lot of new players. I mean, because yeah. even though they they did not make a ton of moves in the off season. They made a lot of moves in like the tail end of the last season. Where oh, yeah. I, a lot of players still have, don't do not have a full season under their oh, belt. For sure. So. Yeah. Definitely a lot of cohesion still to happen. And I still think that like this, this team, like overall is still going to have like net upwards, like growth in, in play. They think, started to get, get the points. Um, Becky mentioned that they're only through 11 games. They're only one point ahead of where they were last year in points total. I will say one, just with like the underlying statistics, they their play has been much better than it was last year. I, I think they got some fortunate results early in last year that they maybe didn't fully earn, uh, that maybe lifted up that total a, a little bit. And also I, I feel because of that underlying play and and like players coming together and and getting more games under the belt. I, I, I feel much better about the second half than I did last year, because last year they had this many points. And then we're also in the middle of blowing up the roster and had a bunch of new players. I I think you can expect a lot more out of the second half. And I I mean, we can get into standings. It's, it's extremely tight right now. I think it's only like six points from first place to seventh place. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a close field, but like we got, we got to start winning some of these. Yeah. I I just matches. if they improve like we expect they will, they're still very much alive in the playoff hunt. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they they're need definitely to get not. better. Like they, they need to get more points than they've got, but it seems like the opportunity to move into that playoff spot is there if they if they can get a couple wins. Yeah, we're, we're starting to hit a stretch here where, where we got to start seeing that real improvement. Again, I want to see them break away from that lower pack. The big thing for me in the second half is like, some of those draws need to be wins. And if that means that some of those draws are losses, that's worth it. 
maybe that means they need to play some higher variance. Like rather than getting the safe draw, like you win some, you lose some. I think that'll help them in the points. But yeah, I think just too many draws in this first half of the season. And if you can make half of those wins and half of those losses, like you're in, you're in the playoffs basically. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like matches like this one, like you got, you got to find that, that difference maker in that one to to get the three points rather than the one I'm yeah. w- I'm with you on that. Still have confidence in this team, but although I do hear, I hear word speaking of difference maker, we haven't gotten into the game game preview, but I do hear that someone might be available for the first time this season will be will be up will be possible at the team tweeted it so it's not a secret but yeah <laughs> ekic uh, will be available to be rostered for the first time this year on, on wednesday so i i imagine if if she plays at all it will be like a minute at the end of the game but that's still yeah. that's a very i'm happy to see that jordan came on here and mentioned it as a negative about washington last year but i am very happy that the team is it seems to be very much taking their time and making sure that she has a full recovery from that injury it, it does not appear to be rushing anyone back which i like to see I, I i i'd rather have you come back later and stay back than come back early and get hurt again I'm with you on that one we have the houston game and the challenge cup i don't think we'll spend a lot of time on that simply because if you're listening it'll be to over this, by the time you listen the to results. this and hopefully it was a win and amina got pups in the, and pups at the pitch Yes, it is pups at the pitch. Yep. Doggo night. My favorite. So and then uh, that challenge cup match. And then following that this weekend, Gotham. What's the theme for that one, Zach? SpongeBob night! SpongeBob night, Gotham. One player's getting oozed, or wait, what do we call it? Splatted. Slimed. Slimed. There we go. As soon as I said that, I'm like, wait, did I just take that from Ghostbusters? No, that was that's, that's actually the Nickelodeon verbiage. Sorry, I was thinking of the. Uh, <laughs> I just I just watched the uh, TNG Ninja Turtles trailer, and there's the whole bit where the ooze they call it. Oh, yeah, that they, turns into the mind. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So we will see what the uh, what racing can do in these following two matches. To be honest, I don't really care that much about the Challenge Cup, but uh, again, there's a big financial incentive. So like, I get why. I, why I, I like that. that they're doing well and. It, the, the games are included in my season ticket package. So I, I will, I am happy with the wins where, wherever they come, be it in the challenge cup or in the regular season, the, the wins are all good for me. Oh, I'm still, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm still definitely cheering them on, but I just, I personally prioritize the regular season much more than the, uh, the challenge cup, but I understand the incentive. I think for... the challenge cup's growing on me this year. I think like I would be extremely happy if they had a very good challenge cup run. I just think we're we're at, we're at a point where we need success in the regular season. We need something this team brag about and the city to get excited about. And that uh, and that that should be the regular season. From there, when you're a little bit more established, then then you can put some more eggs in that Challenge Cup basket. But I think because know, I, they're I mean, not as established, I think your your casual viewers are going like, "Oh, how are they doing?" And they're going to look at like the league table or the stance in the WSL. They're not going to know what the Challenge Cup is or go look for that. I think PR wise doing well in the regular season is better than the challenge cup, but I'm not a decision maker. So they're going to play it out however they like, which, which I understand them to be wanting to win every match. So they'll treat competitively, which totally fair. I want to see everybody get that paper. I want that challenge. I want that challenge cup money going to our team. I I wouldn't be mad about it. Wouldn't be mad about it. But if I had to pick one or the other, 
It's the regular season. All right. Speaking of that paper, we got to show these fine people at home some products and services before we come back and complain about Louisville City. Is that what we're going to do? Not complain. I think there's a mixed bag of stuff, but we'll get into it. Why? We'll Why about Louisville City? Uh, you stay tuned. When you come back, we will talk about Louisville City. Welcome back to Almost Morados. I'm still Zach. And I'm still Denton. Denton, it was not, it was not fun over the weekend to be at that game. <laughs> that might be, like, we've had, I mean, we've had, we've gone through some stuff. That might be the angriest I've ever been in person at a soccer game my entire life. I was, I was, thank goodness the seats are screwed down because like i was ready to rip some rip a seat up and throw it so that was a frustrating game to sit through i want to get this out of my system and then move on from it i don't like the talk about the officiating because my philosophy is you win some you lose some it pans out in the long term but my god at least in the first half that was some of that was the worst officiating i have seen at lynn family stadium period it's up there it's pretty bad by not, bar none. Like the second half was better, but the first half was atrocious. Do I think it cost us the game or was it the reason we lost or anything like that? No. Definitely cost us the first very goal. Frustrating. Yeah, with that we have with the decision of how that one panned out. But that that ball it, clearly was out of bounds off of Memphis. It was yeah, it was not the reason we lost, but it sure did not help. Also, anything. I'm sorry, the Hutzpah to get the out of bounds call wrong. And then, like, call the Louisville City player over to, like, lecture them about it. And then to, to like, ask the Memphis player if it went out on him as if he was going to say, yes, it did. And also, <laughs> they had, it was Buckman, Buckminster, who's also the most annoying person on the team. But they had, the, the camera was zoomed in on his face while they were chatting and it was the most obvious I'm lying about the ball not hitting me face I've ever seen in my entire life. He was full on smirking. He could not even hold it together to to lie about it, the ball not hitting him on the way out of bounds. Memphis, man, they're, they're shit asses. The, some of the calls that got me the most worked up were there were two separate times where he went up for 50-50 header balls. And we not only had the foul called on us, like when they were just kind of clean, you go up, both going up for the ball and our players got carded for it twice on offense too. When you usually are the one who get the benefit of the doubt in those 50 fifties, like if you're the attacker and you as the defender go up for a a header, the attacker usually gets the, the benefit of the doubt there. Now I didn't get a good look at the referee, but that might've been the same referee that we had for our game on Monday in our old man league. Also, I'm just going to point this out. Hey, if the ball hits me on the way out and the ref miss it, misses it, I own up to it because I got integrity. Um, I got sportsmanship. All right. We're moving on from the refereeing. We got that out of our system. Okay. The match itself. We knew this was going to be tough, right? Like Memphis has been good. And, you know, I didn't I didn't think they'd be good this season. Honestly, I thought they, t- they took a step back in the offseason. They didn't really improve anything. In fact, they lost 
Ben Pierman, which I thought was a they're, big reason. They're really why they gaining were momentum too. They had yeah, a they not very good start, and they have been on fire last month. I, I think yeah. our buddy John USL Tactics has said they're they're basically the best offense in the league right now for like the last month. Yeah, they're they're red hot. So this is definitely going to be like a tough test for uh, for the team, and it's frustrating how things panned out, and it's it's a mixed bag, right? Because like some like some of these goals like just. It was just a weird game. So we talked about the first one, right? Where like it was a little bit of a debacle related to who was it out? Who was it out on? They play a, a quick play and they score right before halftime. But then like there were some some other goofy plays, like the uh, the own goal that Owen got. Like that just could they have done things better to prevent that like that, that situation in the first place? Yeah, sure. But like just for that to end up in a goal, like it just. Here's Man, how here's sucks. how angry I was at that game, Benton. I forgot there was an own goal until I was doing the 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 recap for the <laughs> to get ready for our show. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was tough. I will say though about the own goal, who's young Owen Dam, who it was his first start at Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah, rough night because I he also kind of got burned a little bit on the other goal in the second half. Yeah, but I, what I was going to say, the redeeming thing is that he got an assist. Like, how cool is that? He came up through our academy. Made a very good run to get the assist, too. And, yeah, a, and he, a great ball from Tosh. Like, a, that is a deep, deep through ball. <laughs> I did not appreciate that live until I was watching the replays and doing my the little... The vision it gift, takes to see maker. that pass. Ooh, it was immaculate. Oh, my God. It was incredible. It was so good. So, like, oh, chef's kiss. Hats off to uh, to Tosh for that one. But... but, but the point I want to get one thing I want to get to with Owen was it could have been so easy for him to get down and just be demoralized after giving up that own goal. Yeah, and he bounced didn't. right back. And one player I do want to shout out is I saw him several times with Owen was Tyler Gibson, like arm on the sh- shoulder, talking to him sort of thing. Like a lot of like just low key uh, leadership going on there. So really love to, to see the camaraderie with the team. Can we talk about the formation in the lineup since we're, since we're talking about Owen? Yeah, because I think we're going to have a little bit differing opinions here. Uh, well, okay. I am. Yeah, can go for it. Go I, for it. I, I have more problems with the lineup than with the formation. Although I, I will say, historically, thank, good things don't happen when the team starts with three backs in the last like two two seasons. <laughs> yeah, we played a three five two, which has we've done good with it at the end of games to like ice them. It, we've not done well with it when we start the game off that way. And then on top of that, we play, We made some very baffling choices for who we put in what spot in the three-five-two. Uh, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run through it all. I'm gonna rip off the band I'm gonna go. So we we played Elijah Winder at center back. We joked looked like one of those fop bob fop mob lineup mistakes where they put the <laughs> wrong Winder in, but it happened in real life. We were both I, messaging each other about that. I'm like, I had to watch it for like a full five minutes just to make sure. I was like, cause, cause Josh was in street clothes. Cause he's the man with the $1.2 million legs. He ain't playing no more games. <laughs> um, but I, I guess the thinking is that like, you know, they got like most of the same genes. So clearly you could just swap, swap winder for winder, even though Elijah's an attacker and not a center back. This is not as, as big of a confusing thing, but we had, uh, 
Sharpie is the center of the three back and Tosh is on the outside opposite from Winder, which I thought was a little weird just because Sharpie has played outside back pretty well for Louisville. Like when he's had to, it seems like when you're in a three back lineup, he's, he's the one you would want on the outside and you'd want Tosh in that center spot. Um, so that was another little confusing thing. This is more of a tactics thing, but um, playing a three, five, two, I thought it was very weird especially in that first half, how deep Gibson was playing. I mean, you know, it, it makes sense when we're playing the four back that, that Gibson's kind of that holding midfielder spot and he'll drop back and he's almost like your third center back um, sometimes. But even though we were playing a three back, he was still like back there, even with Tosh for most, for a lot of that, uh, especially that first half. I, I thought just tactically that was a, a little, a little strange, a little overkill. Um, man, yeah. A, a positive. So it was uh, it was Powell's first game uh, that he got the start, and I thought he actually looked pretty good in that first half. Uh, they they did not have a. I thought all of the good things moving forward that they have were through him in that first half. He had a he had a a lot of good runs before he checked out of the game. How did you think the big guy looked? I thought he looked really well. And um, I know he he was subbed off at halftime as a victim of the formation change. I would have taken Lancaster off and kept him on. I was about to say, Lancaster was really quiet in that first half. I I, I kind of figured maybe he's not in like 90 minute. Like he's still working his way up to, to 90 minute yeah, form it's, with it's, the team. It's quite possible. So. It, there's a rationale there. I don't know. But like of yeah. the two, based off what I saw, probably would have rather the other. That's probably, honestly, that's probably my biggest criticism because as far as what we did in that match, like to start it out, like the take hindsight bias out of the equation, right? Like we know what the outcome was, but I loved it. Um, what I wanted heading into this game is like, I just, I, I want to see him shake things up. Obviously we've tried a and lot of similar say, things. In defense of the formation, they look better in the first half than they did in the second half, which the second half was after the formation change. So, um, you know, I think there's that at least. I don't, I don't know if I fully agree with that. I mean, I think they were getting more scoring opportunities, but then they also, I guess, conceded more. But um, I mean, either way, like with so we we shook things up. He did the three five two, which which I'm fine with. Like I I don't want the three four three crap. Three five two is good. Um, I liked that he started Powell's. That was awesome. There were three players I wanted to see on the pitch. I liked that he started Elijah. Just I wanted him as as as, as attacking well, midfield, not not as center back. We'll get, I'll get to that. I'll talk that one. But there were three players that I wanted to see on the pitch for this one. I wanted to see Dylan Maris, Elijah Widener, and Maris Ray a good game. Yeah. yeah, and I got I got two of my three, and then that comes down to um, well, you got all Elijah three eventually. Yeah, I did. I did. I got I got Ray on there. I want to see him start next time, though. But for Elijah being on the back line, I thought that was super interesting and weird, too. And obviously, I immediately asked Coach Cruz about that after the match. And the, the rationale was his um, his ability, ability on the ball and his aerial tools. And one thing I will say about when we see players in unusual positions like that, I don't think we give them enough credit for their adaptability or what they've done in practice, especially a, a young player who's still. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't just throw them out there. Like they, that's stuff that they practiced. Yeah. So, and honestly, I don't think he did all that bad. Like 
was like was he like a, like he wasn't like a a huge blemish on the back line that that resulted yeah, in our I, loss. I do think some of it is also he did fine, but there's also an opportunity cost of having him back there rather than up top. But then that but then at the same time there's the opportunity cost. Of who, who who else do you, I mean who else are you taking out of that midfield? I'm sure this was all very thoroughly thought through, and if Jordan Scarlett was healthy. I'm sure it's a different conversation. I'm sure I'm sure that's Jordan back there and not not Elijah. So I think there's a multitude of factors that result in it. And quite frankly, I well, th- honestly, if, if Manny's healthy, we probably I wait. I assume I didn't actually check. I assume Manny's hurt because he wasn't on the bench. Yeah, they already uh, they already stayed that one. Yeah, if, he, um, if Manny's healthy, we probably don't even play that formation. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, a lot of this is the product of who's available, who's not, who's fit, who's hot, um, things like that. So like. In in this scenario, like I think it was fine. Do we th- do I think we see this regularly? No, we might not ever see it again. But I think it worked fine. He shook things up. Um, we didn't out- obviously get the outcome from that. But um, again, it, it was kind of a it was kind of a weird game as far as the goals we can see. I think the bigger story is the goals that we we didn't score. Well, and I I want to mention because we brought up the refs. I should have mentioned so we brought up the refs. But I want to add a little piece to that, which is. It is Memphis's game plan to try to draw performances like that out of refs. Like that is very much an on-purpose thing that they do. Because like they are, <laughs> I think I had mentioned that their their goal is to get another player to punch them in the face. Like that is, they they will they push and shove and play as physical as they can on defense. And then the moment they get the ball, they get blown over by a stiff breeze. And that that is. The goal of that is to frustrate people. It's also, it's like a, it's like a psychology thing because refs do not want to feel like they're calling a game one-sided. And so if you play an extremely one-sided way, you, you like are forcing the ref to try to make bad calls to keep it even just like psychologically. It's like that we knew coming into the game that they were going to play like that. And so you just, you have to have a plan to, deal with that because that that's that's going to be what they're going to try to do yeah they don't they don't play good soccer but it but it works i mean ultimately with this game do you see my meme which one the memphis with the ball memphis without the ball (laughs) yeah yeah like the little kitten and then the big buff one (laughs) (laughs) i mean like with ultimately with this game like I don't think it showed like us going backwards at all, but we didn't necessarily improve. We didn't really learn anything new because our, our, our I think our so, problems are still largely the same as I it's will say, scoring. If we take the optics and the frustration of narratively how that game went out of it and the, the final score, which that's a lot of stuff to throw away. I'll, I'll give you that. Statistically, that game did look a lot more like a like a last year Louisville City game than 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 their uh, recent games have looked. Uh, they uh, they actually it was two point one to one two expected goals. So they they led in expected goals, fifteen shots to eight. So they they out creative. I know we've been harping on for several weeks now that the team's not taking enough shots. So I mean statistically we did see improvements in the areas that we had been wanting to see improvements, but the, I think the the result was absolutely not what we wanted, but if we're taking a positive away from it, that they did, um, 
improve in the statistical areas that we had said that we wanted them to improve on. They got five shots on target, which yeah. is more than they have been getting. Um, yeah. And if, if they keep shooting like that and keep generating that sort of XG, eventually like things should fall in, into their place. This just wasn't the match where it was, again, it was kind of weird. The goals that we oh, can see it. It was just like, it's, it's Mich- all. Mr. missed a gimme. He skied. He oh, skied one, one that was like put on a platter for him. Flashback to Hartford. I know. Uh, but so I, I don't know, man, if we're, if we're looking for silver lining, there were some like underneath the hood statistical improvements that we had been yeah. wanting to see. So I want to go through some random statistics. I, I kind of found recently following this match um, and they're kind of broader picture. Not that one. And it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag. So I'm going to go through them. So Louisville city currently is, uh, is middle of the pack for shots per game. They're 13th overall, but they're 19th for XG per shot. And yeah. they're only well, ahead of and like, I want to point for for the last two or three seasons, they've been like first or second in shots per game. So right. that's a that's a big drop off from from last year. Yeah. So obviously some work there. And those are numbers I want to reinvestigate and, and look at later. But right now, not the prettiest picture. Um, they, they've the, always they've always been fairly low in XG per shot, but they've made up for it by taking lots of shots. And that's the thing that's been gone this year. Yeah. And of the matches Louisville City has lost or drawn this season, this match was the biggest gap in XG4 and XG against, which we kind of talked about. Um, only the only one that was bigger was with our match against um against Tulsa. And that was um that was the difference of of 1.46. And this one was almost just one exactly. Um, another one. This one goes back. This one kind of goes back in some days. So three of the f- um, top five smallest XG values for Louisville City from 2017 to present, but this doesn't include 2020 because I always cut them out. Um, were from this season. So and th- and this is a weird mixed bag too, right? Of the ones where we've generated the least like scoring opportunities. It was against San Antonio, against Memphis and Charleston. We won one of those. We drew one of those and lost one of those, which I think is really interesting. Kind of all expect those lean more towards the the loss side of things. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to go over was, and we talked about this a little bit on Twitter. Like I was just kind of comparing the stats. Like, all right, thirteen games in, which is where we're at in this season. How how do the how do this season um, compare with other seasons? And I was looking at it, and obviously, we're, we're down a lot in a number of categories, right? Like goal scoring, um, ex, um expected goals. We're down a lot. We're down in all of the categories. <laughs> basically yeah. well no and the one the one thing one little bit redeeming quality was uh to me was was points right so we're at 21 points the 2019 team yeah, was see, at I only 19 points bad. <laughs> sorry you know i, I mean it, it, it is what it is like i you're what the point you made online which is a completely fair point is that there's an argument that that team was a bit unlucky in their in their goal scoring right so you were comparing it to the 20 was it 2019 yeah yeah and that team at this point in the season had a very similar number of points and were like six goals behind their expected goal total whereas this team is basically right at their expected goals for and right at their expected goals against so no argument that they've been lucky or unlucky. They've kind of had the results you would expect them to have with the way they played whereas that 2019 game you look at that season, you say like, this is a team that has been better than the results and you would expect them to, to get those results in the second half. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. But the ultimate point I'm trying to make is that 
honestly, we're not that far off the target. Like it does. Sure. It, it feels real. Some of these results feel really bad, but like when you look at where we've been in the past, like, sure. Like there, there's been some struggles, but we're, right, we're gonna, definitely not out of that, it. Cause the thing I don't have this season, cause that 2019 season, I was, I was the person online telling everybody not to like pull the, pull the fire alarm that like stay the course, like the team, the team, good and has played good and and if they keep playing the way they have you will expect you will the results will come I do not feel that way this season because like the team has gotten the results that they have played to get so barring like a big change if if they just keep going the course I would expect the six the rest of the season to go the same way this has which puts them in the middle of the sort of on the right on that fringe of home playoff game or not like that yeah, no, that's the way that's, they've played and that's the results they've had and that's fair no they definitely they definitely still need to turn things around but like yeah. they're they are far from out of it like and and to your and to your point like this is we know what this team is right we saw this team last year and it's the majority of those same pieces we know what this team is capable of doing and if they a can figure can it out sometimes though what is it I mean, a year can make a big difference sometimes you're right yeah right but i, I, I mean, mean i just people get hurt like uh yeah stuff stuff other, happens other, you know so. other teams improve and whatnot but i mean the i think the the ultimate point i'm trying to make is that like we are not out of it you're right i mean you're you're completely right things do have to change things do have to improve they need to i mean particularly on the offensive side tell of you, things i will tell you but something I, I'm, just, I'm optimistic I, about though is the team did just get 1.2 million chances to get better. I don't think you're going to see immediate uh, cash injection to. No, that's more of a next year thing, but yeah. But um, I mean, I'm, you know, and I guess it just comes down to your optimistic or or pessimistic. I, I, I tend to lean optimistic. I mean, points wise, like again, if, if the 2019 team made the finals and we're, we were a couple points ahead of them. Yeah, but where are the stats nerds been? Like the 2019 team, the statistics said that this team will get better. This team, the statistics do not say that. The, the statistics say that this team is is this. Like what we've seen is is how they've played statistically. So I am right. I am I much mean, I less optimistic than I was in 2019. For that, reason. I mean, yeah, and I don't. I mean, I don't have objective numbers to prove that this team will get better. Yeah. But it's more so for whereas we did in, this- in 2019. That, that's why, like, I, I I think this is a much different yeah. situation than that team was in. Yeah, and and you're not wrong, and it's again like how do you how do you view the glass half half empty or half full? And and like again, just knowing the body of work of what this team did last year, sure, like one year can make a difference, but I don't think it's enough to totally sink this team. So I'm maintaining faith that they will figure this out, and maybe at the end of the day, these stat like this, the stats for this year like are are lower than what we're expecting and used to. But as long as this team gets in the playoffs, anything can happen. I want them I, to do so as comfortably so- as possible. But anything can happen. Like they can in, suck now, but if they're red hot at the end of the season. I'll throw in something into the optimistic hat, which is the attack has not been good. The attack, the attack has been bad. Um, yeah. yeah, completely agree. The defense has been good. Um, not the best defense they've ever had, but the defense yeah. has been good enough to keep them in games. So I, I think... You could make the case that 
as long as they're in the playoffs, the defense is good enough to keep them in games and, and, and take them to the, you know, they're not, they're going to be a hard out because they're going to be hard to score on in the playoffs. So, but I, I'm going to need to see some big changes in the way the team's playing before I'm expecting them to be fighting for that number one seed. Yeah. You're, 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 you're right. If the team has looked like the fifth, fourth or fifth place team in the East thus far. And if they come into the end of the season looking like this, I, I won't, I won't have the same level of optimism, but there's enough time for this to turn around. You get on a hot streak. All of a sudden points are flowing. You're climbing up the table. These averages across the board, all increasing. There's still definitely time to get it done. We know there's the talent to do so. So we'll see what happens, but um, you know, the sky's not falling yet. That's the point I want to make because it's very easy to get caught up in, in some, some recent results. But if you keep that perspective, like they're not as far out of it as it might feel. Does that make sense? Yeah. Jack Harlow just needs to keep changing costumes until we find one that we win with. Did you see, yeah, he, he got under some heat for, uh, for wearing the bonnet, which I honestly thought it was a chef's hat at first. But uh, that caused a lot of discourse on on Twitter. That was probably Louisville City's like most like engaged. I saw I saw it's about like a million, million Jack Hollow in the bonnet next to uh, uh, <laughs> oh amazing Sp- Andrew Garfield in the do rag. A lot a lot of side by side pictures on the retweets. Oh yeah, I saw that. that one. <laughs> yeah, like it has it has ten point two million views that tweet. I think that's by far <laughs> their like most engaged tweet. And the whole discourse is about what Jack Harlow's wearing. I just thought that was pretty funny. He was in the supporter section. Yeah, I heard he was. I heard he was like roaming around, just kind of yeah. walking around. He was in somebody's box at one point, and just kind of bebopping around. So, yeah, no more bonnet though. Bonnet's bad luck charm. Yeah, gotta, no gotta pick a different hat for the next game. Definitely not this weekend because I still consider it a big match. We have a big match against. Phoenix away at Phoenix. And I kind of, in some weird way, view them as a rival. Do you, do you feel the same way? Well I just, he can go to Phoenix for a game. What is it? You said not that. Jack Harlow's well off. He can go to Phoenix for a game. He can go there. He just needs to wear something different. <laughs> but uh, Phoenix, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I view them as like a historic rival. Like, if there were like a big, like, six clubs or whatever in the USL, I would put them in there with us. So I kind of view it like that sort of match. Like I know they haven't been the same the past like two or three years, but I still, I got those vibes about it. Like, am I, yeah. am I alone in this or? No, I get up for that game. Like, yeah. I think they have to be worse for longer for me to, to change my opinion on that. Yeah. So it, it feels like a, uh, a big one for me. They're going to travel, which that never helps. And, um, you know, given our current form, like we could, we could really use a positive result. We could use a nice like multi-goal win. Like that's like, that's what we need. We need a nice like resounding win to kickstart a good streak. They need to score it's some goals. to make it a, make it a late game in Phoenix, but. So we'll see about that one. It's uh actually it's Amadou Diaz, former club. I always associate him with, um, with Kansas city, but, and always forget that he was with Phoenix. Kansas city, then Phoenix, then back to Kansas city, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so but I always just kind of forget the Phoenix part in my head. I'm like, oh, he's a, he's a sporting Kansas City guy. Yep. Oh, yeah, Phoenix he was too. Here for the final. Yeah, 
they liked him. They liked him there. They were um, some of their fans were sad to have lost him. I'm happy we have him. It's one of my favorites. He's good. Oh, also congratulations, Amadou, on the uh, on the NBA championship for for I, his I, Nuggets. I turned it on like last night, like literally like with ten seconds left, where they were, like just run down the clock. So I got to see all the fun celebration stuff. And Joker uh, is such. Joker like has been great after that win. Just like. No Mission's one likes done. their job. No one's happy with work. I'm just happy that I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I know. He's just like, I, I am I, not I, going I, to that parade. I am going I, home I never and riding my he's horses. Just, like, just such a robot. He's like, mission accomplished. And just like walks away. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Anyone that tells stuff. you they enjoy their job is a liar. Amazing. Um, All time. Zach, we're, we're starting to wrap things up. We went through the matches, but I know there has been one hot button issue that's really been grinding your gears. What's grinding your gears, Zach? Oh, this is going to be a new segment. What's grinding Zach's gears? I'll tell you what's grinding my gears this week, Ben. We got the, we got the whole fan zone that's, that's fenced in now. It's, it's part of the stadium. It's inside the stadium. We got a big, huge, well, it's not huge. We have a, a moderately sized playground for the kids to play at that, that my daughter, it's, all she wants to do anytime we're at a game is hang out at that playground for the entire game. She does not want to spend a single minute outside of that playground anytime we're at a game. And Benton, that playground is below ground from, from the uh, edge of the stadium. So you can't see the field from the playground. There are no screens anywhere within view of that playground where you can watch the game on a screen, there is absolutely no way to follow the game from the playground, which is inside the stadium. And so, uh, so I, I, I am speaking on behalf of all racing Louisville and Louisville city dads. I know, I know it's Ty's thing. I know Ty is the, the president of the Lucidity dads. So I'm probably, I'm stepping out of my lane here, but I was actually talking with Ty about this at the game. So I, I think he's in agreement. Team gotta get, team gotta get a way to watch that game from the playground for us people with kids who whose kids want to be at that playground the entire time. Give give me one TV screen that inside of that playground or at least adjacent to that playground that I can watch because you know it's not a fun game to play at a soccer game. Button. What's the game? It is not fun to play the good ooh or bad ooh game for an, for like an entire half. Because you're in that playground, and all you can hear from the stadium is, oh, and every time I'm like, goal, go for, goal against. Uh, is that a foul? Did someone just get knocked out? Like, I don't know. I guess I'll find out later because I have no mm-hmm. way to follow the game from over there. Poor Zach, you kept messaging me during the match, and I'd see it like five minutes later because I was able to watch the game. Meanwhile, like your daughter's like playing in a bounce house, and you're like trying to peek over the fence. Like, <laughs> you're like messaging me like, hey, man, was that good? Like... <laughs> I'm I'm afraid of whenever I have kids, what that's going to do to my uh, my soccer fandom. I got like a doctor them early. We built like a, a, a seventy foot tall screen facing that fan zone that we're apparently not allowed to show games on. So get, give like me a, a little TV. TV. I, I don't yeah. need the big screen. Whatever. Like uh, it's it's a they built it to be a billboard for the highway, and that's all. That's fine. But I, I need a screen that I can see from the fan zone to keep up with the game while I'm at the stadium. So. Uh, Message the team. We need to pester the team about this. <laughs> if you're listening and you're also a dad and also frustrated about this, drop them a tweet. Cyber Put it on the. They send out those surveys every time after every game to like, hey, what'd you think of the game you went to? I want everybody to say that we need a screen at the playground. 
that worked so well with your vegetarian food options request? Oh, boy. Yeah, but I, I didn't tell other people to request the vegetarian food. They not only did the not only did the request not work, they did the opposite. I have less options this year. Uh. Well, TV seems like a more feasible ask rather than regularly stocking vegetarian food options. Just putting ATV out seems a lot easier. Lower hanging yeah. fruit. So uh, I did want to mention. Uh, oh gosh. You have iTunes pulled up? iTunes, no. I don't have it on this computer. Don't use iTunes. I my pestering worked, Benton. One of our uh, one of our beautiful, beautiful, beloved uh, listeners uh, gave us a review on iTunes, like I like I asked for. Was it five? <laughs> and stars? I wanted to I wanted to say thank you, and uh, I I think it was it started with a J. It was it was not a name that I could understand. It was just a username. So I can't shout them out by name, but I wanted to say thank you. We got a very lovely review. They said the show was informative. Wow. Uh, you know what we're talking about. So thank you for the review. We finally got like a text review instead of just a star. So that that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to this. Uh, ooh, we got 14 ratings, Zach. Yeah. It's, I think all five. All five out of five. It's quality content here. Yeah. We Ooh, got two. I threw up on my mouth a little bit. I said, content. "Yeah, we got no. We got two reviews written here, and they're both five stars." Well, we got a second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, shout it out. Who are the what are the what are the usernames? Oh, it's it's like we were saying. Uh, yeah, I Jay, seem to remember it was just Jay Banks. Lit. I feel like I've seen that on, that name on t- Twitter and Jer Lit. Yeah, which I think might be Jer on you guys. I, I I feel like that's oh, that, a Twitter that name sense. that I've seen. That makes sense. Um. If it's if that's not it, I'm sorry, but yeah, based on the username, I'm guessing that's who probably is. Anyway, that that warms my heart. I'm glad I'm glad that people people listening and are and are enjoying it. So thank you everybody for for, for the for the ratings and reviews. Yeah, and thank you for letting us be a part of your podcast queue. If you're anything like me, you get like too many shows like accumulated. That's the one bad thing about working from home is I don't have time to listen to all the podcasts I want to anymore. So. If you're if you're going through the same things and we're still part of your rotation, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. So, and with that, Zach, we probably need to wrap things up. Let people move on with their days. Hopefully, when we return, we're going to be talking about several wins, two for yeah, racing. Hopefully, three opportunities for wins. Yeah, fingers crossed. Let's hope. Hopefully, things will start turning around we and also, trending upwards got, for our teams. We also got three opportunities for losses, though. Don't put that negative juju out in the atmosphere, Zach. You know, I tried being I don't need that negativity it work, so maybe I got to be more negative. Yeah. All right. Well, we will catch you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Take care. Thomas Marauders. Bye, y'all. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.